Welcome to another episode of Gully Cricket to Bounce Wicket podcast. I'm your host Srinivas. Hi, this is Manoj. Today we are joined by a special guest. He hails from a family of doctors, but he went on to do engineering. He started his career as a software engineer at Infosys, but left the job for the love of cricket. He worked at sportskeeda.com, cricketcountry.com and on Times Internet Limited before joining Star Sports as a producer. He is an avid reader. a strong proponent of women's cricket and a person capable of beating google in cricketing knowledge welcome to the show mr sarang balerao thanks for accepting our invitation and joining us today uh, hi shrinivas i am anuj uh, thanks for the lovely introduction sarang just tell us when did it occur to you to leave a full time you know it job and come to cricket completely or have you done any part time job before so uh, let me tell you uh, shrinivas uh, getting a job in the it sector was a big thing even back in 2009 2010 and that was a time when there was a recession recession so right yeah. losing yeah people were actually losing jobs and for yeah. me to get a job in infosys was uh, a wonderful thing and uh, the cricket you know love of cricket was always there but uh, i had never really thought that you could make a career out of writing about the game or i didn't even know what production meant back then so i was a fan to be quite honest i just did not know what avenues were open completed my engineering got a job in infosys and i thought okay this is what the rest of the life would look like uh, maybe uh, going to the us and i don't know settling there and all those things were in the back of my head this could be the life but uh, what happened was uh, there was there was a lot of cricket that was happening uh, at that time like 2010 was one of the best years for india in cricket sachin uh, scored double hundred in odis right and uh, you know that really uh, the cricket fan in me was uh, i mean i was always a cricket fan but i wanted to do something there was uh, i was shaken up to be quite honest and uh, it so happened that infosys had a cricket quiz and okay. it was not an easy quiz it was conducted by some uh, quiz master and the questions were uh, little tough than normal and i was able to crack them easily and i got noticed there and uh, i thought oh maybe if i'm above average and you know, people over there are, are good cricket fans they know their stuff they know history to beat them i thought maybe i have something in me till that time i hadn't really thought about it and uh, that's when a seed was planted and eventually uh, i mustered enough courage to give up this job and to do something on my own i still did not have any plans when i gave up the job uh, oh it upsetted my family because they were like well, you are a fool you should have something in hand go do an mba now you have given up the job uh, that that's the next best thing so you know the so th- this is how the family responds at times right and uh, you are on your own thinking about something i absolutely had no plans but i knew that something good is going to happen but uh, back in the day even i was nervous i I'll accept that so that's how the journey began and uh, i took up uh, a course post graduation diploma in journalism at xaviers okay. that's where i i, I and my college was close to wankhede stadium brebon stadium and uh, i would go to the uh, stadium and watch matches 
test match, Ranji match, whatever it was. And uh, that's how I started to write about the game. And uh, uh, one of my teachers who happened to be the editor of Afternoon Courier and Dispatch, the paper which no longer exists, she okay. told me, why don't you write something? Oh. So that's how I started writing. Uh, and I also got paid uh, uh, a bit, I mean, not so much. But that's how it began. That's how I started knowing the people. That's how I started knowing writers, the reporters. And uh, that's how it started. There was no, there were no plans at all. But that's how I accidentally... Cricket chose me, I, I, I would say. I didn't choose cricket. Definitely. I can relate to the story what you have said, actually. I mean, in 2009-10, we were in second, third year of our engineering, myself and Manoj also. And we used to see our seniors used to get worried, like few of them got jobs in campus interview, but they are not sure whether they are going to get call or not. And few of them who haven't got a job in the campus interview, they don't know after going out, they'll get a job or not. So you mm. getting a job at that time and quitting, I'm, I can understand like your parents are definitely upset with you at that point of time. So, yeah. right. So you started uh, writing about the cricket first and then when you moved to star, you went into production. So how, how this has happened actually, like what made you to go into production or you have done something and then went to production, how, how that has happened? I mean, what happened was I started writing, uh, so there were, there were this wonderful concept which was introduced in uh, around mid-2010s where you would have articles in the form of lists. They would call it listicles. Okay. So that's something which uh, I had never really uh, known that, oh, so, you know, you could write a report, five uh, key points, like five things about today's game or something, something. So okay. that's what uh, India Times wanted to start. And uh, I thought, why not write something interesting about the game, the game of cricket? So I think a couple of my articles went viral. Okay. And I had absolutely no idea. I just wrote the article. And before I knew, <laughs> my friends were sharing the articles and uh, that article. And, and I think it must have reached uh, some person at Star Sports. Okay. Because I had, I had not applied for the okay. job, to be quite okay. honest. They gave me a call. And this was just before the 2015 World Cup. Oh. And now one good thing about Star Sports is that they uh, defy convention in the sense that uh, they want people from various backgrounds to be part okay. of the team. So there okay. is a lot of uh, diversity in the team. A lot of people may not know cricket uh, that much, but they of add a lot of value in some other things. So I, I got, uh, you know, they... they called me and I they interviewed me and I told uh, I don't know anything about production uh, I know about the game so they, they were very kind they told me okay uh, you be with a uh, few people you will pick up uh, production it's uh, something that you will learn only when you are part of it right. you cannot be taught okay this is oh, seven days we'll do this ten days we'll do that right. you have to be in the system for, and uh, you absorb things and it's on-the-job learning. So that's how my first foray into production was the uh, India Store of Australia in 2014. So okay. that's how I started. Uh, I, I was uh, giving them numbers, stats, and okay. analytics. So that was okay. my role. And slowly, slowly, I started understanding the nuances. And that's how I even started producing matches. So uh, it, that's how 
no you cannot uh, teach what production is you just have to be part of the system and uh, yeah. you pick it up okay so we all see the game on tv and we enjoy it and you are working in the broadcasting and we often don't get to you know don't get a chance to speak to people working behind the scenes so tell us uh, first what does a producer do in broadcasting exactly and i hope you don't put your money right since you are called as producer i hope uh-huh. you are not oh, the one like to... producer okay okay <laughs> no no oh. i'm just joking so i mean i, yeah. I got uh, i got so serious no because this is a serious <laughs> production so i didn't even get it so it's a serious <laughs> business uh, yeah i mean time is money when yeah. it comes to sports production yeah. and uh, first and the foremost thing which uh, i was taught was that a good producer always manages time well he is yeah. true to his run order is yeah. true to his promises and the promise that a producer offers is to produce a good cricket match now what a producer does he does a lot of things it's okay. a thankless job it's a, a job uh, which which has lot of responsibilities you have to plan stuff well in advance you have to be a storyteller and the commentators are going to tell your story now i am not saying that commentators say everything that a producer tells but it's like offering insights because the commentators have played the game for 20 30 years right. you cannot teach them cricket you cannot tell them what cricket is but what you can do is you can offer them interesting insights you can offer them talking points you can bring them back to a conversation which uh, you know producer is a storyteller yeah it's like a, a director in films and an actor yeah so a director tells the actor what he wants from the actor so it's a, it's like and and we cannot plan th- we we can only plan to the extent that we we'll, we are going to say these things for example if virat kohli is batting in a uh, and uh, india is chasing yeah so uh, kohli in chases kohli in 300 plus chases was there a similar instance that had happened before yeah uh, so things like that we so it's it's the stuff which i guess people enjoy yeah seeing okay he scored say for example 10 hundreds in runches 300 plus runches so they're like wow so this yeah. guy guy can win it for us so it's yeah. building hope as well at the same time lot of different things okay and the game takes the center stage it's the game that you know evolves and the storytelling follows how the game is progressing that's what that's primarily the role of the producer to tell stories to manage uh, the commentary stints to get the best out of commentators it's it's a, a very very difficult job to get i mean commentators obviously are very very good with what they do but can you tell a story through the commentators Understood. can the commentator bring in his personal insight and that has right. to happen organically producer cannot tell commentator talk about he can't give the commentator a script so it right. it is is something which uh, is is a, is a good good uh, responsible job yeah. and uh, at the end of the day you enjoy whatever you do it's yeah. uh, not really easy but uh, but it's it's uh, fulfilling nevertheless so so producer is the one who develops uh, in uh, mid inning shows also right if i understand correctly because especially in test matches there are a lot of i mean game is divided into sessions and in between sessions mm-hmm. sometimes we get to see an interesting analysis all these things will be done by producer or like yeah, prepared yeah. by producer 
so there are different producers there is a live match producer there are show producers okay uh, there are shows in between the match then there are there are producers who produce the uh, shows after the match so okay. producer is uh, if i could uh, simplify is a storyteller okay and live live producer just reacts to whatever is happening in the match and uh, so so that's what so okay so what you are asking uh, me is what during the live match right so uh, so during the live match uh, whatever happens on the field uh, if if we want to say tell a story tell tell uh, get a graphical element uh, different elements get graphics for storytelling get uh, some um, replays uh, compilation of replays to tell a story uh, so all those different things they come together and a story is developed okay so yeah so so live match you have to be on the fly the other right. shows like the show uh, during the match and post match all of them have time to think just right. a little time to think but live you have to be uh, on the money definitely so uh, how different it is do um, you know uh, to do as a producer for an ipl game one day game and a test match game like because the role uh, remains the same okay it's basically it's like uh, cricketers uh, t20 you have to be a little more proactive it's right. a fast paced game and it's the same uh, when it comes to producing as well uh, okay. a lot of things unfold uh, during the ipl quicker the t20 game yeah. because the time every ball is an event i'm not right. saying in test match every ball is not an event but test match you get you can space out your stories uh, and and you have a better chance of finishing a story like for example if you have mr gavaskar in the commentary box and he was part of some famous test match at the venue he could tell a story the chances of you getting a story out of mr gavaskar in a test match is much more than you getting out a story in t20s right because every over something or the other happens and it's a strategic tactical game t20s odi still i would say uh, you still have good chance of telling a story but uh, just to answer your question the tempo uh, for even a producer is same as the players so uh, what are the other teams that are involved in broadcasting there will be a direction team camera team so i mean can you tell us what are the other teams yeah, are so, how so big a crew is director yeah so there is a director who runs the show the director uh, gets uh, so he has access to all the camera outputs so he is the person who is responsible to put out uh, say crowd shots different uh, camera angles so he is the director in broadcasting is responsible to give best shots on the okay. field of play producer is a content producer he is responsible for content so someone producer is telling a story director is offering the shots and if director can also offer interesting shots which the producer may not know because producer can't see every camera output right so it's it's a, a teamwork then there are a lot of other teams there's audio team uh, to get the better audio then the, so there are there are lot of other members who also come together to put quality broadcast so it's so, it's a thankless job definitely so, yeah like like i mentioned in the beginning we only see the match output and we enjoy and hardly in the emotion of the game we never realize you know how much effort yeah. is going behind it to bring those scenes to us like, so, like for example even even when people were not there uh, the crowd crowd wasn't there 
there was there was a team that was responsible for putting out the ambience cheers just to give uh, the coverage and uh, broadcast right. a little bit of vibrancy so there are teams working behind the scenes uh, for these things there there, are, there is a graphical team puts out mm-hmm. graphics there is there is hawkeye do yeah. you see ball tracking and uh, pitch maps uh, all those stuff there, there is a statistician uh, who gives interesting stats uh, so so there, there there are people who are recording the match they offer replays it's a teamwork and everybody has to be on the same page and that's what makes broadcasting and uh, producing matches that much more interesting because everybody you know, it's everybody who has to be uh, there 100% committed and and they are committed everybody wants to do their best and that's why it's uh, a wonderful i would say privilege to be part of such a production team yeah so what i understood from you is your work will be mostly with commentators right beat live match or beat post match or mid innings your yeah, work yeah. will be mostly through commentators so can you tell us your working experience or anecdotes about working with some of the commentators no i mean everybody uh, has the strength everybody uh, comes in with uh, the experience and they know their job so for example working with akash chopra he he's like an analyst Yeah. and he is he knows his uh, he knows the production inside out he started in 2013 so he is someone who picks up production and broadcasting things quite quickly and he's is a caller as well so i think uh, you have to understand that working with different talent it's a uh, you have to understand their strengths for example someone like a brian lara uh, yeah. he's a genius you know he comes up with things which no one has ever seen Okay. you know so uh, working with all these commentators lakshman for example he he has such great knowledge like for example playing spin in a test match for example there is no one better than him so it's just a great experience just to hear to you know listen to these men hear them and uh, they they help the producers immensely each and every commentator adds such a lot of value we just tell them you know this 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 is what we are planning and they are there they are there 100% so it has been great working uh, experience the relationship that we have with commentators not just me but the entire star sports yeah. network i think we we just enjoy this uh, responsibility role and uh, to put out quality broadcast everybody wants to give the best and it's it has been a wonderful experience so these days uh, beat ipl games or other one day games uh, match is being broadcasted in six or seven languages right beat yeah, telugu yeah. tamil hindi english so yes. it will be an additional work for you or there will be an additional producer for every language or how it is being handled there are language producers as well okay. so that's the wonderful part uh, what has happened is each language like uh, uh, for example tamil yeah uh, they they are very passionate uh, knowledgeable uh, crowd we used to say yeah. in chep and yeah. uh, the people over there now there's certain language that they would relate to and understand and uh, and that's what is happening that the tamil commentary is catering to uh, the audiences now um, i'm not saying english uh, won't do that but the the 
the thing is that there is likelihood that if you're talking to me in the language that i have grown up listening to or speaking i can relate to it better and that's what has happened you are growing the audiences uh, audience base from that region yeah. that language uh, and and that's the endeavor that star had uh, in in when they they had uh, the ipl rights yeah so it is only growing and i'm pretty sure and optimistic that uh, these channels are going to go on and uh, do wonderful job of catering to the audiences so yeah. be- between these different language producers whether there will be a common agreement or some similar story they'll plan ahead or how it is be- so so see the uh, action remains the same like the pictures that you get yeah are almost the same now what can happen is that for example uh, for tamil say dhoni uh, is is a biggest story if csk is playing right and say if csk is playing rcb yeah kannada virat kohli is the uh, big, uh, bigger yeah yeah big big story so big, there yeah. is a flexibility of uh, narratives you can have uh, different narratives as uh, uh, say for example if uh, chennai is winning tamil can have a different take that chennai is growing right. there's they won the trophy in 2018 whereas for example uh, rcb can have a different tone that okay maybe mm-hmm. they'll come back stronger next match they'll be you know they could make such changes so yeah. there is that option and uh, there's subjectivity in how you're telling the stories it's not just you're following uh, say the pictures and giving yeah. comment you know in a in just a way that you just come and comment it on the game what what has happened is because there are these regional languages you can just talk about you can just celebrate a chennai win or you can be yeah. se- you can just take a step and and analyze what the team can do which i think the english commentary won't do that english commentary yeah. is just following the game so yeah. that's the advantage of uh, the regional commentary the hindi commentary also focuses uh, on heroes there is hero building there is uh, you know uh, chennai for them to reach the playoffs for example you need yeah. to win these matches that matches last time they you know last year they that, that was one year where they did not qualify so right. that could be the take of one language so th- there is yeah. always that option uh, and and freedom to yeah. uh, for for the languages to have their own editorial take on the match yeah so it's purely subjective right yeah 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 Sarang we all know that you are very good at stats you often tweet very interesting stats as well so mm-hmm. why did you choose to be a producer and uh, if i may call it not a statistician or someone who provides stats i did a uh, few games and tournaments as a statistician i mm-hmm. also went to the us as a statistician oh, okay. for cricket all stars okay. so uh, the thing is i i enjoy statistics uh, right. but what i w- wanted to do was to have uh, more uh, control over the production as in uh, a producer has to look after many things now i could have been a very good statistician but i could only have been a statistician so i didn't right, want to right. restrict myself so right. that's why i decided to you know be an analyst as well understand how analysis happens and also tell stories in an interesting manner so that's what that's why i decided not just to be a statistician but right. you know, to broaden my horizon 
understand so you speak regularly about women's cricket as well so yeah. what are your thoughts on the current situation uh, with women's cricket well i think women's cricket uh, i've i've read reports i don't know how the veracity of those reports but i think women's cricket is on the rise you have to understand women's cricket uh, it cannot be uh, something which you know is talked about mm-hmm. so much and people talk about it only when such a report comes out right otherwise i don't see many people following women's cricket it's just when there is something that you know it's got to do with say pay scale or this or that or when reports come out is when people want to talk about women's cricket now i right. covered women's cricket when there were, there were one or two journalists at the press box so so that's what the i don't know maybe the interest wasn't there maybe the publications or reporters felt that okay mm-hmm. there uh, we are going to waste our time i don't know even uh, the coverage uh, for or uh, when i was a journalist when i was a reporter there were very few reporters at the venue reporting about the game now you have to understand that the, the this is only growing women's cricket is not reached to place where you no know, it uh, has that fan following or you know you understand what i'm saying so yeah, sure. for india to be a powerhouse it will take time we just cannot now there were people saying that we must have women's ipl agreed we could have women's ipl but do we have enough uh, domestic talent for that do we have uh, now this is something which we have to debate and discuss i may be wrong uh, in saying that women's cricket uh, must have ipl and there are other people who may say that oh uh, this is not a time to have women's ipl so i think what needs to happen is that i am sure that in 2 3 years when women are going out and playing the 100 women's big bash league they're going to get a lot of exposure the fitness standards the way you know the attitude it is it is going to take a few years and we are there but we are not yet champions so we have to understand that so sure sir uh, yeah. last last three years we have reached the final of uh, 2017 women's world cup final reached the semi final in 2018 and we uh, indian women's team were finalists so just you know reaching the final is good excellent but we have to start winning as well so only when the women start winning i think the interest is going to develop and uh, i'm sure we are going to be a powerhouse in the future but we are not yet there sure sir and great to know your thoughts um moving on you read a lot of books um mm-hmm. when did you start reading books and how many books have you read so far on cricket oh i can't tell you the number it, it's oh. a lot so uh, okay. what had happened was uh, there was a kanga library Uh-huh. Uh, you must have heard Kanga League in Bombay. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. There, there was a Kanga library. So I had uh, enrolled as a life member in 1996, okay. if I'm not wrong, 96. So I could have uh, I could have access to as many books as I wanted to because I was a life member. So that's when I started reading the statistical annuals of BCCI. Started to maintain stats. I read the. Uh, lot of books also one of the mm-hmm. first books that i read was sunny days because sunil gavaskar was one of the cricketers i grew up uh, listening about although uh, he was retired when i was born but right but i had heard so much about sunil gavaskar sachin tendulkar so 
I started reading these books and I don't know when I became a voracious reader. I just, I was happy reading a few pages every day. I, I started to enjoy reading more and more when uh, I was in college, when I had that, that free time. I didn't really go out for movies or uh, go out for parties. I mean, you could label me as a boring person, but I, I found solace in reading books. And uh, I cannot really give you a number, but uh, it will easily be more than 500 books, I guess. I, have no, I don't know the number. Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm not reading that much now, uh, as much as I used to read. But uh, some days, uh, I just pick up a book and start reading interesting stuff. So, uh, that's, that's what I find... Uh, lot of solace in reading uh, about cricket and sports in general. Great, great, great to know that. Uh, Sarang, are there any books which which sort of inspired you? Um, you know, any any books on cricket or sports in general? And do you do you suggest any books for for our listeners here? Yeah, I recently read one book, Pandits uh, from Pakistan. So this was uh, okay. by Rahul Bhattacharya. It's a wonderful book. Uh, oh, uh, which which talks about India's tour of Pakistan in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the most uh, anticipated uh, series of that time. So okay. I just feel while reading that I was in 2004. And uh, kudos to the writer for making me believe that the narratives and, and the test match, although I watched the test match uh, many times, but I still got goosebumps reading about, uh, say, a test match in Multan where Virendra Sehwag scored. 300 and India's win eventually in Rawalpindi. So all those things have been captured quite well. I also read uh, this book, Athers, uh, Michael Atherton's book. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nice book. Uh, uh, understood a lot more uh, about Atherton, the cricketer. One of my favorite books on sports, not just cricket, is uh, Rafa. Rafa, my story. Rafa Nadal's uh, right, right. book. It's, it's a it's very good book. I enjoyed uh, reading about uh, how Nadal, and, and he's one of my favorite tennis players. So to know about him, uh, I, I think it's a wonderful uh, book. So these are the books that uh, come to my mind. Uh, they're, they're very good books. I mean, uh, I lo- you know, I'm someone who loves reading the biographies. So I have one okay. on Dickie okay. Bird, David Garr, Kapil Dev, Straight from the Heart. Some you know Kapil Dev, you know him as one of the most natural cricketers. Mm. So uh, his his rise as a cricketer, his journey, that was fantastic. Uh, recently, I read a book written by Mr. Vijay Lokpalli, Driven. Oh, Virat okay. Kohli. So that's also a very nice book. So the, these uh, books and and every book teaches me something. Every book. Uh, is something which uh, you know is is a is giving me that additional knowledge. So I love reading uh, about the journeys of cricketers. So that's that's what I love. Yeah, as they say, a book is a man's best friend. Moving yeah. on, uh, you posted an interesting video on Instagram last year about um, a story behind cricketers' uh, uh, jersey numbers. Have you researched all of that, or did you did you read a book, or somebody already researched on that? I didn't research on it at all. Uh, I just happened to think about it one day and I was like, okay, let's just uh, give my brain some exercise. 
<laughs> and uh, sure. there a lot of thoughts flowing in so i thought uh, okay if that's happening why and i had absolutely not written any script i just had a live okay. video and i just started speaking about it and listeners and uh, the audience also started chipping in with their interesting insights someone told me sachin's jersey number used to be 99 i was like yeah right then from that i realized uh, uh, ashwin wanted jersey number 9 when he was part of team india and parthiv patel already had jersey number 9 so ashwin opted for 99 so not many people know such stories right uh, so yeah it, it just you know i don't really plan things i don't really uh, have a script whatever comes to my head uh, i just uh, talk about it so that was uh, that was the reason behind that video yeah kudos to you for bringing out such such nice content um whose jersey uh, number do you find it more more interesting jersey number story that you find interesting oh jersey you... number story yeah yeah ah okay now i have to think about it uh, hardik pandya had jersey number 228 at one point not many okay. people knew the reason behind that jersey number and that happened to be his uh, score against bombay in one of the junior oh, level okay. tournament and that innings actually brought hardik pandya to the limelight so he considers that innings as uh, the turning wow. point of his life so that's why he had 228 written behind and uh, and in one of the photo shoots ms joked that uh, imagine about the guy who scored 1009 what will his jersey look like so <laughs> yeah so so that that's what uh, you know that jersey number 228 actually something which uh, i found it interesting there are a lot of other uh, jerseys uh, so jersey what? stories uh, like that so why prithvi uh, shah uh, has 100 i think shaw saw sounds uh, like that oh, oh. Th- oh okay now uh, sarfraz khan now you mentioned about prithvi shaw i remember you know uh, prithvi shaw is one of the good friends sarfraz he had jersey number 97 so that some some people thought okay that's the year when he was born but the real reason behind that jersey number was his father's name is naushad and naushad oh. sounds like naushad <laughs> so yeah so so that, that's another yeah. jersey story so a lot of stories uh, cricketers uh, do think about these uh, jersey numbers rohit sharma 45 there's another his mother is responsible for that jersey number because uh, okay rohit uh, i think mother believed in astrology so number 9 was considered to be an auspicious number for rohit but rohit wanted a two digit number and this was just before the under 19 world cup in 2006 when he was part of india under 19 so he chose 4 5 which adds up to 9 Actually, that, okay. that has been his jersey number uh, ever since. Now I think I'm his sh- uh, Twitter handle also is forty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Sevag uh, did not had jersey number for some time. Is there any story behind it also? So Sevag did not believe in uh, numerology. He was always different from the rest. Uh, someone who had okay. the audacity to hit someone for a six when he was in his two nineties has to think differently. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, there was a time when lot of the indian cricketers uh, believed in numerology and you you saw their jersey numbers changing and sevag uh, just did not believe in all of that he was uh, of the belief i guess that uh, 
he himself can change his luck so he mm. did not believe he did not have a jersey number even during the world cup which i guess uh, you should you are supposed to have some number behind your back right, so right. so i think that's that was the reason the sehwag uh, being sehwag i guess yeah very interesting sarang thank you sarang you have great memory and great cricketing knowledge so i want to test myself as a quizzer anyway you are going to answer the questions that i am no, going but, to ask you no, the, the the thing is that whenever you say that there is going to be a quiz it still gives me jitters and i'm still nervous uh, so yeah <laughs> yeah but i'll try let's see so first question is on your memory basically so mm-hmm. india and pakistan played first t20 world cup finals right so do you remember the date 25 september was it or 24 24th it is <laughs> amazing <September>. wow <laughs> so in yeah. 2017 champions trophy final bumrah uh-huh. has bowled a new ball and fakar jaman went on and hit a big score so can you guess his score on in that match fakar yeah, jaman I mean, score fakar jaman was out when the score was 8 uh, yeah. and he was on 2 i guess and he yeah. went on to score uh, was it 120 something 114 i think it's 114 yeah you you are close it's yeah, just yeah. A, you know a boundary different so when was the first super over played in ipl let's in ipl yeah that was rr versus kkr and i remember kamran khan yeah. uh, someone who shane won packed a lot bowled at super over and uh, i think kkr scored 15 and ajanta mendes bowled a super over and yusuf patan scored 16 Wow! <laughs> amazing. No, <laughs> I guess no comment. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like everything you said is on like pinpoint correct. So nothing much to add. So you said you are huge fan of Sachin Tendulkar and his double century has inspired you, right? So guess the number of balls he played in the double century. Forgetting the double century. ODI double century. Yeah, yeah. ODI double century. Oh, one forty-seven uh, balls. Is it? <laughs> My goodness. Bang on! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I also saw Sachin's first double hundred in first class cricket. I was there. Oh, okay. Against oh, Australia okay. at Brebon Stadium. So, so that that's what Sachin's double century. I mean, uh, being a Sachin fan, I uh, had to know this. And I think he had it twenty five boundaries. In, <laughs> if I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah. In that innings uh, against yeah. South Africa. Yes. So let's go back to little history. So. When did India win their first Test match at home, and who is the captain of that match? Yeah, 1952 at Chepauk, and yeah. uh, Mr. Vijay Hazare was the captain. <laughs> wow, and that's awesome. Vinu Mankad got eight wickets, eight for 52 in that Test match. So yeah. I don't want to ask any further questions and embarrass myself as a bad wizard. So <laughs> amazing, oh, really. You like bad questions, you can ask. <laughs> I may get something wrong. <laughs> no, no. Like I mean, you are bang on on all the answers. So okay, just for fun, like you have great cricketing memory and knowledge. I want to test your regular memory. So in February 2019, you have posted your activity tracker screenshot from New Zealand Wellington. You went yeah, for yeah. hiking that day. Yeah. So yeah, how? Yeah. So as per your tracker, how many floors you have claimed that day? Oh, it was some hundred uh, plus floors, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Some thirty-two thousand ca- steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's hundred and twenty-five floors. It's thirty yeah, thousand uh, yeah. steps and twenty-three point nine kilometers. 
Yeah, but, yeah. Those were the good days. One of the rare offs that I got uh, in Wellington. Yeah. So we decided to go for uh, walk. I mean, it was just a routine walk, which uh, turned out to be a full-fledged day where we did a lot of activities, including hiking. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining with us today. We can keep talking about this for hours and hours, but we want to be mindful of your time as well. And yes. we'll sign off for now here and hope to catch up with you sometime again. Thanks a lot, Srinivas. Thanks a lot, Manoj. All the best uh, to you as well for the wonderful podcast that you are conducting and uh, all the best. Thank you. Both Thank you. Very Thanks. Much. Thanks, yeah. Sarah. That's all for the episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.